Hi everyone, just before we jump into this bonus episode, I just wanted to apologise for the quality of the audio in some of the sections. We didn't realise, but as we were recording all of the bonus episodes, we recorded them in one sitting. Part the way through that, our Dungeon Master Steve's microphone started to go crackly. And we've tried to eliminate the crackle as much as possible and re-record some of the areas. Hopefully it doesn't cause anybody too much stress in terms of listening to it. We know it's annoying, but we didn't want to lose any of the content, so we thought we'd still send that out. Anyway, that's enough from me, and enjoy the episode. Welcome to the Tales of Adventure podcast. Tales of Adventure is an improvised Dungeons and Dragons show performed live in front of an audience at the Bristol Improv Theatre. We follow the amusing and often absurd adventures of Bagsy Badley, Trim Toscobble, the Reverend Hatchet, and Geoffrey Banjo as they haphazardly muddle their way through a world full of magic, mystery, and mischief. Bonus episode, Mailbag. Welcome to Ask the Adventurers. We've taken some made-up questions that could plausibly have been sent in by audience members. <laughs> We're going to ask each other uh, round in a, in a circle. Bagsy, this was your idea. You go first. Um, so... Um Dave the gnome. From the Nether Realms. Dave the gnome from the Nether Realms, yep. Um, he asks you, uh, Reverend Hatchet, or Tom, uh, who plays Reverend Hatchet, what has been your favourite moment from the show so far? Ooh. Oh, that is tricky. Um, I think possibly possibly my favourite moment was actually in series one, uh, Reverend Hatchet being transformed into a potted plant uh, because of there w- we were in a wizard's laboratory, there was magical bottles smashing, the wild magic table was kicking off. It was a random result. Uh, and yeah, it was, a, it was a totally random result because there was so much wild magic just like poo 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 spiffing around the room. Um, but that uh, that kind of created a massive character arc for, for the Reverend because I decided if you were suddenly actually turned into a plant, so if you suddenly didn't have eyes or hands or a respir- respiratory system or, you know, knees. I mean, plants do have a respiratory system. It's reasonably different to the, to the one which, which humans have. I'm, I'm reliably informed there are... There are some differences. I think that would I think that would mess you up. Yeah. Uh, and so you know, turned towards the way the druid. Does Reverend Hatchet have post tree massive? <laughs> <laughs> oh, nice. One hundred percent, he does. It's you shouldn't joke about it. It's I, actually. No, very I was thinking. I, only, of, I, I was thinking of a pun. I was going to go with post traumatic seed disorder, but. That sounds <laughs> like a kinky thing. He's got that as well. Moving on to the next question. Um, I believe you have a question for me. Uh, yes. Uh, how how difficult is well, it? Hang on. Where did this question come from? Oh, yeah. Oh. Did it come yeah, from? Did it yeah. Well, which which audience member could plausibly have sent in this? Uh, this is from Colin, the Dragonborn. <laughs> oh, they, oh, they, <laughs> and what does what does Colin <laughs> ask? 
um, how how difficult is it? Uh, how difficult is it to herd the uh, so-called adventurers uh, along each of the quests as as a uh, as a dungeon master? Uh, it's. I mean, I've had several approaches to that sort of thing because originally I thought that I should try and make there be a plot. Uh, which gets so the fir- the very first season was just because uh, we didn't know if it was going to work. It was a bit of kind of like a oh, where's this going to go? We didn't know if it was going to be popular. Uh, we, the original first season was just uh, a, a module that I found in an old issue of White Dwarf back when White Dwarf did Dungeons and Dragons stuff. Ooh, that's an oldie. It's very old, uh, and we did that, and it turned out great. But then I started to write some plot stuff. So the second season had you being abducted by space pirates because I'm a hack. Uh, and then from there, like there were a series of uh, misadventures that had like a through line, and they were like a continuing series of things that happened to you. Uh, and there were like cliffhangers at the end of every season that you didn't know where it was going to go. I mean, we were, we were always falling from the Yeah, the cliffhangers <laughs> were very similar. <laughs> uh, usually falling from no cliff something. Very yeah, hard. cliff fallers. Cliff yeah, yeah. Uh, so, and I realised that that really wasn't working particularly well either because it, it is too hard to herd people through a plot. And it came the, the, the term people use is railroading. It felt like you were on tracks. So instead, for this season and moving forwards, we've returned to the roots of Tales of Adventure in terms of herding people, uh, in that we're just going to provide you with a classic old-school adventure module uh, and then see what horrible things you get up to in it. Mm. And I have no idea whether it's working. Uh, well, I mean, uh, some of the weird shit that the uh, ancient... Uh the 1980s were a very strange time. Yeah, I mean, some of the things they specify as either room descriptions or character descriptions uh, are just wonderful. Just wonderful. We'll be getting more of that next season as they take an expedition to the Barrier Peaks. Ooh. where you get bonus content. Uh, this next question is from Shamir the Assassin. Shamir asks... Trim, how do you fe- find it being the one evil person in a party of good people? Does it cause conflict? And do you feel bad about it? Or do you relish the idea that one day you might stab everyone in the back and make off with a load of treasure as they all die horribly? Mm. That's a really interesting question from an assassin. I'd expect it. Mm. Um, <laughs> oh, should I be doing it as Trim? No, I'll do it as Cat. I mean, the most important thing is don't break the flow. Yes. Editing, editing, having fun. To start with, I found being evil really weird and really hard. I was like, oh, oh no, I'm evil. Does that mean I'm I'm like an arsehole? Like, or does that mean I have to be mean to everyone? Does that mean because in real life you're not evil? Yeah, you're the most opposite of evil. I'd like to. I try. You know, we all try. (laughs) Some of us try harder than others. Fair point, yeah. I think in day-to-day, I do try really hard not to be evil. Um, you know, uh, yeah, so I found it really <laughs> weird. That makes it sound like it's a struggle, though. Um, I try really, really, hard really hard not to, not to give in to my urges and struggle. listen to the voices. <laughs> I saw a frail old woman. She would have been so easy to push I over. I didn't. I was walking <laughs> down the, the street the other day. There were so many baby animals <laughs> I just wanted to put into a just sack. I just didn't. Right. There's just men falling over themselves to give me horrible <laughs> evil powers from hell. <laughs> but I don't. Yeah. <laughs> I resist in real life to these horrible powers mm-hmm. from hell. Um, yeah, I think to start with, I was like, oh, 
can the evilness, like, does the evilness include being evil to these guys, to the fellow adventurers, or is it only evil aimed at enemies? And is that really evil if it's aimed at an enemy anyway? So yeah, good and evil ended up being a bit of a debate, but I actually really like it because I don't think that we're that good <laughs> anyway. <laughs> I feel like there's a little bit of evil in all of us. Come on. <laughs> well, I mean, we graphically kill a lot of things. I only kill tyrants. Yeah, uh, I rarely yeah. kill anything. Greater good. Anything. Great, greater good is and what yeah, we're about. The, the yeah. In a very loosey-goosey, greater good <sighs> yeah, kind of way. Greater good can encompass a lot of things. Yeah, just remembering how we killed Normella Human Woman, the dragon. Mm. It was quite disgusting. And but she'd been horrendous. killing people for like decades yeah. longer than centuries right yeah but in a way what is a dragon supposed to do they're carnivorous they have to kill things and eat them and usually when you kill things and eat them it's like a lesser life form like humans will eat a pig because a pig isn't as good as a human but a dragon kills and eats a human because a human's not as good as a dragon yeah but um that she was planning like you're not supposed to play with your food if you're doing mind games and trick tricking then that's evil. It's not just eating. <laughs> why, are you, why are you looking at me while you're saying this? Are you trying to say that you're very upfront with like all of the, the food that you eat? Like if you're eating bacon in the morning, you've, you've told that pig just straight up pig. I've not tricked the pig. I've not gone to the pig. Hey, um, you can win a competition if you come to my house. <laughs> 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 no, I like, would not eat a pig that I had done that to. That pig would pig be my... got in the van to go to the slaughtering house. Just like, oh, going on a journey. Yeah. They, do, they trick pigs in. There's a thing called a Judas goat in a slaughterhouse that is it's like it's the well, trick. Now you've ruined bacon for me. <laughs> Thank you very much. <laughs> Evil vegetarian chuckle. <laughs> 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 uh, do you have a question for Jeffrey? Yes. Oh. Um, or Steve. Let me make it up. Cat, <laughs> 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 you're ruining the illusion. <laughs> the illusion! <laughs> destroying the fourth wall. Um, okay, here's, here's one. Um, is it from? <laughs> it's from. Um, oh, Davina. <laughs> you had a question. Let's not, let's not have chat that's like extraneous to the point. It's from Davina the Elf, mm. who wants to know if you could release a, an album, if you could have some time away in an enchanted forest mm -hmm. making an album, mm -hmm. um, what would the tracks be like and what would the album be called? And why? Oof, okay. It's a very good question. I'm guessing this is to Jeffrey rather this than Steve. Steve, what, what would you do if someone said you could go to an enchanted forest? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I'd eat all the mushrooms there and just see what happens. It'd be a great album. That's for, yeah, um, um, Davina has specified it's for Jeffrey. I think, to be honest, uh, Jeffrey would do a similar thing. Um, but he'd also, any, any album. So the thing about Jeffrey... I'm not sure if you noticed this, but he's very self-involved. And what? any album is going to be something to do with him, just him. I, I like it's the idea that him. it could be called something like the Jeffrey Banjo Hour, but the track listings, it's only like 52 minutes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. It would be something like, it would be disappointing from that point. <laughs> and then you didn't even have to listen to it and it wasn't that. So yeah, it would be... It would definitely be something to do with his life story. Um, there'd be an angry track about his dad. Yeah, <laughs> about his dad yeah. and Milton. Yeah. 
Yes. Yeah. Uh, oh, nice. about how much you love Nana. Oh, 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 yeah, m- yeah me Nan's a saint. Old Nana Nanjo. And then, yeah, and then just uh, after every uh, every single point in one of the tracks, it's, it's a bit like Jason Derulo in that you've got to say your name in the track so everybody knows what's going on. <laughs> <laughs> so... Furry banjo. Exactly. Do you remember, do like, um, like, old hip-hop and R&B artists, like, from the, like, 90s, 2000s, where they'd record, like, Gets in between songs. Do yes. you remember that? Would there be any of those? Yeah, yeah, there would. There'd be like a, just a conversation of me and Minan. Oh, <laughs> phones existed just on the phone. Yeah, yeah just oh, be yes. like, I hope, I hope you're uh, I hope you're eating well. <laughs> I saw you on the dragon bard thing, and you, you looked like you hadn't been eating in a while. Are you gonna bring a girl home anytime soon? <laughs> well, there's yes, actually, um, there's actually a couple of. Uh, points of order about this there is long distance communication does exist it's this it's a spell called sending sending yeah yeah. it's got unlimited distance but you can only say 25 words yeah and then the person you've spoken to can say 25 words back to you so if you want to talk to your grandparents you use that second of all jeffrey's a half elf so one of his grandparents probably looks younger and hotter than he does Oh my Your god, can we meet them? Yeah. Please. Me, uh, so my dad's an elf. Your dad's an elf. And so my dad's side's an elf. So, so your dad's mum is a, a very attractive looking elf. I don't know, you know. Well, you've got high charisma. That probably runs in your family. Your dad's probably hot too. He's just a douchebag. A bit like Milton. Um, All the ladies love a bad guy. <laughs> yes, yeah, that's probably true actually. I'm pretty bad. <laughs> pretty, pretty bad. Yeah. Um, so, Dench the Half Orc from Slough uh, writes in. Dench asks, who would be your ideal special guest star to come and guest for an episode? We're each going to give you one suggestion of a famous person, oh. and you've got to pick which one would be the best. Okay. Good start with Tom. Michael Keaton. Mm. Very nice. My favourite Batman. Correct. Correct answer <laughs> straight off. Just before we answer the rest of the question, that's right. Yeah. yeah. Eartha Kit. Oh, my favourite Christmas song and Bat hey, Cat Lady. Bat Cat Lady. <laughs> Bat Cat Lady. Bat Cat Lady. What about Tina Fey? Ah, oh, she would be good. Great. Uh, Dwayne the Rock Johnson. Oh. Oh, see, it was obviously going to be Michael Keaton, but now let's have Dwayne on because also. <laughs> Because also, like, that would be a big FU to Vin Diesel, who's a big it D&D would, player. Yeah, yes. <laughs> Side note, I do think that Michael Keaton, Eartha Kitt, Dwayne The Rock Johnson and Tina Fey would be a banging oh my God. Oh, That would be so good. And if you've made it this far in the podcast, mm. why not uh, message us at tells underscore adventure of who those people would play characters, maybe. Is that like yeah. on Twitter or on Instagram? On Twitter. Or All of the Twitter. above. Tweet, tweet yeah. us. On tweet, yeah, tweet us and what? Yeah. Another round of stupid questions. A quick fire one. Quick fires. Quick fire, stupid questions. Which member of the Tales of Adventure party is the best? Well, Jeffrey. Trim. Reverend. Oh! With only one person voting for someone other than themselves, <laughs> Reverend Hatchet picks up two votes. Did you vote for yourself too? Uh, no, he well, hasn't voted yet. He hasn't voted yet. I mean, my newfound love, 
John. Uh, John the Octopus. Oh, John the Octopus. Yeah. Oh, yeah, of course. Uh, okay, uh, a second quick-fire question. Um, uh, I'm going to get a, a, a very short, like, one-sentence, punchy answer from each of you. Uh, where do you envision your character's story ending? Reverend Hatchet. Well, the, the Reverend uh, is probably going to sacrifice himself nobly. On the original character, it says... Will not leave uh, a friend behind. Will not. So noble sacrifice, yeah. Reverend. I was ideally looking for a two words. I got carried away. All right, mm -hmm. yeah. Jeffrey Banjo. With my with Jeffrey's dad, uh, shedding a single tear, giving him a hug and saying, "I'm proud of you, boy." What? As he dies, dying in your father's arms. Yeah. Bagsy Badley. Reuniting with my family. Oh yeah, you don't talk about them. Much. <laughs> I talk about them all the time. <laughs> <laughs> and Trent Oscar, how do you see your story ending? Um, dying in a vast pit of goblins who I've sworn revenge upon. What? A vat of goblins. <laughs> <laughs> drowning in goblins. Drowning in oh, goblins. Quick fire round. Uh, what are the goblins getting revenge on? <laughs> oh yeah. What? What's Trim? What's? What have the goblins done to Trim? She's eaten all of their chips. <laughs> no, no. What have the goblins done? She can't yeah. take revenge on them because she ate their chips. That's backwards. But, sorry, they ate her chips. They ate her they chips. Ate her chips. Ate my chips and um, were uh, really mean. They won't accept you into mainstream goblin society yeah, because you're only half goblin, goblin and they're enough. racist. Mm. They might have questioned her about her multi-classing choices. Mm. Might have been starting some stuff, you know. They called you short. Fiery. Yeah, from a goblin. Oh, that's just too. That's too much. They insulted my belly button piercing, oh. which is what? rad. Oh. Uh, Your belly button is red because it's infected. That's or? a rad. <laughs> another another quick fire question uh, for the quick fire question round. Uh, uh, wh wh where's not jerk? Wh wh what's going on with him in the minute? I think he started a cult. Yeah. I think I he's going to be the leader of some Because he cult. was a wizard. He and is, then he is did a we, wizard. Did we just let him go after he's that? He's in Silver Crown still, I think. He yeah. didn't come with you to the time travel. Well, no, he, no. Can't come to, he can't stay in Silver Crown because they want to kill all the goblins. Yeah, that's so where he's he was. just gone somewhere. I reckon he's going to be the big boss at the end. Boss. <laughs> I've made no secret of this. Yeah. Like, the minute you abducted that goblin, I was like, all right. We rescued. Kidnapped. Rescued. I like being rescued. Quick fire question round. What's the worst thing you've ever done? Ooh. Wait, in, in, in character. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well. That'd be deep. <laughs> I've got this sack, right? And <laughs> I can I can answer both, actually. The worst thing I ever... No, I'm not going to say the worst thing I ever done. It's too horrible. Okay. Ooh. Um. What's the worst thing? Jeffrey. Reverend Hatchet, what's the worst thing you've ever done? Um, God, I don't... I mean, I can answer that yeah, for you. The worst thing you you've ever done is summon two bears just mm. to watch them be brutally murdered. <laughs> um, the worst thing I've ever done um, is um, someone who didn't quite deserve it. I uh, snapped their knees backwards. Oh, the yeah. worst thing Jeffrey ever done, uh, done, Jeffrey ever done, um, was uh, all of his yeah. musical yeah. songs. They're just awful. And the worst thing that... Um, Hi, <laughs> the worst thing he's done? But it's... The art he has created, the art he has created, is the worst thing he's ever done. What? Because he's like violent and like robbing people and like blackmail and mind control. Yeah, the mind control's pretty awful. But just his art, that's the worst thing. And the worst thing that Trim Trim has ever done is 
give mixed messages to Gilbert O'Sullivan. Yeah, that's true. Or, you know, well, hang on, hang on a minute. I'd, I'd, I'd like to interrogate that a little bit further. <laughs> because it's clear that Trim has mixed feelings. It's not mixed messages. Oh, and also, like, she sold her soul yeah. to oh, the devil. Uh, yes, that, that's the worst thing. My heart belongs to another. No, your soul belongs <laughs> to another. Literally owned. <laughs> yeah. Heart and soul. Yeah, well, I love the devil. I it's a transactional relationship mm, rather than a loving one. It doesn't involve my heart. I think uh, the worst thing I've done was shoot your only fan in the face. Oh, God. Because I was bored of him talking. Oh, that was so <laughs> awful. That was, that was really the bad. worst feeling. No, I've remembered the worst thing that the Reverend's done, actually. And it wasn't the bears. It was the four drama students, the four oh. fey drama oh, yeah. students, whom fey the Reverend creatures. purposefully summoned with the uh, intention of sending them headfirst yeah. into the traps uh, down a that corridor to activate the traps yeah. so that we could walk mm. safely behind them. I feel, I feel that was more evil than the best. But that came such good because that meant that I could have that lovely conversation with Colin and then name my mage hand after him. Yeah. So it had a good end. I think I, d I, d I do feel bad about kidnapping, not jerk. I mean, okay. I, g okay. I do genuinely okay. love him. Mm. But you like, know. There is genuine love there. It's like reverse... Um, Stockholm syndrome. With him, but like in a in a motherly way, like yeah. I, you know. I'm Do you think that there are people playing Dungeons and Dragons out there that are genuinely, unambiguously good and heroic? No. Yeah. I think people. I reckon like so. I think people get bored really easily. I think it's really hard to stay with one thing for too long. No, I think it's no, I think it's hard to be because let's say let's say you're you're lawful good, uh, whatever, and you're going around you're exploring dungeons and and killing like chaotic evil goblins and things like that. Actually, should you be murdering them? Should you be kind of you know arresting them for their crimes, giving them a fair trial to mm. see if they've actually done anything bad and then maybe imprisoning them. I mean, this is like swanning out in very gently into the realms of philosophy. Is it, it possible is a for a thing to be inherently evil? Exactly. Because, like, in a fantasy milieu, you, could, you can just say, yeah, no, as in, for example, Lord of the Rings. Mm. Or in Lord of the Rings, orcs were created when Satan took some elves and tortured mm. them so horribly that they were just ruined. They're inherently awful, mm -hmm. terrible, malign things. They, they should never have existed. They weren't part of God's plan. They're inherently awful and evil. But they weren't born, though. They're bayered. They weren't born, they were made. Mm. Originally. Like, is, is in that situation, or, yeah, or, orcs are evil. You, you probably should kill them because all they're going to do is hurt people. Yeah, there's that whole thing about is Tolkien racist. But that isn't the setting that most Dungeons and Dragons operate in, because like Tolkien is like very much more kind of like spiritual, and whereas Dungeons and Dragons is very vulgar. You could <laughs> say it's more crude. You could say that. Um, I have a question. Uh, Ask. As ourselves, uh, as, uh, <coughs> as who we are, mm -hmm. where do you think you are in alignment? Ooh. I've taken a lot of these quizzes on the internet and I can tell you that I am either lawful neutral or lawful good, depending on the day. Yes, very good. Mm. You c I, I'm very strongly rule-orientated. Sometimes I care about other people and sometimes 
I could go either way. I'm really mm. disappointed. I, I think I'm lawful good, which is the boring one. <laughs> the boring uh, one? Like, there's plenty of fun people lawful yeah, good. I'm, like I'm, I'm not fun. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you play D&D. And well, then the problem isn't your alignment. Yeah. The problem is you. Um, <laughs> but no, I'm also very rule-orientated. <laughs> and um, I, like, I take... Like in my day job, I'm a nurse, and mm. like I take the rules a healer. very, very seriously. Mm-hmm. And when mm-hmm. I see someone not doing the rules, to be fair, in nursing, most of the rules are put there to stop people yes. from dying or getting hurt. Those are rules that need to good be treated rules. seriously. Good yeah, rules. good, good rules. rules. Um, you know, mm. so I think I, I think I'm disappointing. But like I think I would love to be like, yeah, I'm a manic pixie dream girl. I'm Good chaotic. Seems like a, a good segue. Cat, what alignment do you think you are? <laughs> Speaking of mad pixie dream girls, <laughs> do you think you're a manic pixie dream girl with chaotic goods? Oh, sadly, I, I mean, explain more about what what chaotic because that's the one that I thought of when you first said. I thought, yeah, I'm probably that. To give a very potted version of Dungeons and Dragons alignment, mm. there are two axes. There is the chaos versus law axis, where you are either lawful, neutral, or chaotic. And there is the evil versus good axis, where you're either evil, neutral, or good. You combine those to get things like lawful, evil, chaotic, good. Uh, If you are chaotic, you don't care about the rules. You play by your own rules. You're a maverick. If you're lawful, you do care about the rules, and everyone should play by the rules. The rules are the way they are for a reason, you know. Uh, If you are good, you think the most important thing is making sure everyone has a nice time, like we should all work to make people's lives better, you know? Uh, and if you are evil, you are mostly selfish, but not necessarily a dick. Mm. Uh, and neutral is uh, either does a little bit of both or doesn't do very much. Mm. I think I generally want everyone to have a nice time. Sounds like good. Um, do you try to do that? within the system of existing rules? Uh, Do you try to do that saying, fuck the popo, let's have a nice time? Uh, Or do you not really particularly care one way or the other just as long as, you know, people have a nice time? Mm. I think... uh, No, I do... I like breaking the rules, but not to the point where it's like you could actually get in proper trouble. Like, Mm -hmm. trouble scares me. It sounds like neutral goods. Yeah. Like you don't you don't go out of your way to break the rules. Mm. You don't have a distaste for law and order. But you're also not the kind of person who walk, walks into a party and says, "Let's have some structured fun." Having a Harry Potter themed birthday party. Okay, so the tip over from <laughs> neutral to lawful there, I think, is like, are there Harry Potter themed activities that will happen at the party, or is it just the costume? There are going to be themed activities. Uh, it's yeah, no lawful yeah, good too. I think I'm a lawful. <laughs> Mm. Another dork, yeah. Steve. <laughs> What's up? Um, Speaking of dorks, <laughs> <laughs> segway. Segway. <laughs> um, I think I'm. I'm definitely good. I'm the same as everybody else. Like I want people to have a good Everyone time. Everyone likes to think they're good. You know. I mean, I. I am good. I'm a nurse. I literally dedicate my life to making sure. Well, I. I yeah. There is. There is evidence. Well, all right. Music, Get that horse out of here. Damn. <laughs> <laughs> Can't write that in here. <laughs> it's too tall. It's too high. Um, so yeah, I, I think uh, I think I'm probably good in terms of the good evil thing. Um, 
Rules I'm okay with as long as they make sense. That's the big thing for me. Mm. I, I'm very happy breaking a rule if it doesn't make any sense yeah, to me at all. Sense. If you don't like the rules, you'd be like, yeah. these rules are bullshit. Yeah, exactly. But you don't tend to go, these rules are bullshit, unless they actually are. Yeah, unless they're Sounds bullshit. Sounds like neutral goods. So I, yeah, I probably would be that. Yeah, I don't like I don't break rules for the sake of breaking rules. If they make sense, then I'm like, yeah, fair enough, that makes sense. I'm not going to drive whilst drunk. But if they don't make sense, and it's like, oh, that's just the way we've always done give, this. Then give I'm me like, an example of a rule that, that doesn't make sense that you don't like. So I work for the NHS, and there's a lot of bureaucracy in there, uh-huh. and so uh-huh. I have to break the rules all of the time to get anything done. Yeah. You know? So I think a key point here, a, a <laughs> distinction between Steve and Alice, is that Alice uh, also works in <laughs> yeah. health services, but actually does like good and claims as much. But you you work for the NHS, but you don't use that as a, a reason to make yourself uh, good. You, like you don't you don't think you help people? No, no, I definitely help people, but it not not necessarily following the rules all of the time. Uh, if okay. I because I lead like change projects. So ah. if I... Oh, so it's about changing established systems. Exactly, yeah. Oh. So it's like... Tom. Yeah. Are you evil? Uh, I think... <laughs> it would be nicely symmetric to have some evils... <coughs> sorry, to have some goods, some neutrals, and some evils. Well, do, you think you're, do you think you're a selfish dick? I think day-to-day, when other people are paying attention, neutral good. If I can get away with it, if nobody's paying attention, <laughs> neutral evil. That's sat- so what that is and that's what where we're going to end <laughs> what, so what you've described is neutral evil because like, the evil alignments quite often pretend to be good because <laughs> after 4.30 on a Friday I challenge anyone to stick to their like lawful good alignment like yeah, I'm looking out sense. for the great good like BS you switch you switch over to, to evil you put mm. you go a bit chaotic like yeah. rules are out the window the timesheet's getting fiddled yeah. and I'm putting myself <gasps> first I so really I get out of it <laughs> <laughs> that's, de- that's definitely from the lawful ones they went <gasps> I will tell you though. Oh my god, when I leave late because I've been helping everyone and giving people supervision, I don't even add that to my timesheet. That has very clearly solidified that Cat and Alice are definitely lawful good. Is there an alignment for mug? Is that is that an alignment? (laughs) Yeah, no, it's lawful good. (laughs) But I had a great experience the other day where I was fully in the right and I knew that I was and it felt great. I was driving down the road really slowly to um, avoid hitting an old lady. And it was a really steep hill. And the, pe- the people behind me were beeping, being like, go faster, go faster. And I really enjoyed just flipping them the finger and just being like, and just driving like that. And I gotta ah, say, I enjoyed it. I was protected by the rules and I could do a bad thing. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for listening. Uh, you can follow us on Facebook at, at Tales of Adventure. Uh, if you give us, and if you give us a, a lovely little review, that would that would just mm. be nice. Uh, the Facebook one is at official toa show, uh, and the Twitter at tales underscore adventure. Yeah, tales underscore adventure. And the next show is the twenty sixth of September at the Bristol Improv Theatre. If you want to come along, unless you are listening to this after that, in which case you missed it. But the podcast of that will be available. You go listen. Yeah. Yay. Hello. Love you. Bye. You've been listening to the Tales of Adventure podcast. The cast were Steve Clements, Alice Taylor Matthews, Tom Bridges, Kat Murphy, and Steve Brown. Follow us on Twitter at at Tales underscore Adventure, on Facebook at 
official TOA show. And join us in the audience with tickets from improvtheatre.co.uk. See you next time for some more Tales of Adventure. Adventure.